A better class of radio station. All Flavors Radio. I was wondering about our yesterdays and digging through the rubble. And to say the least, somebody went to a hell of a lot of trouble. Ladies, now let's get information. To everyone in All Flavors Land. Ladies, now let's get information. How are you doing out there in All Flavors Land? I am Wimbo77. And I am Naturally Lily. How are you doing, Naturally Lily? I am good today. Nice. Yeah. Nice to hear that you're good today. And on form, right? On form indeed. For invigorated, I've had a sense of um, almost epiphany today. And empowerment. And empowerment, yeah. Yeah. Feeling, Feeling very very inspired and that's what this program today is all about it's all about empowerment it's all about us really fubu you know what's that no thanks ken thank you darling and uh, at the top of the show we had gil scott heron speaking about his story that thank you michelle for sending that into us um, because it really highlights how we are seen right from the start as if, um, what did it say that the white man, he found Africa as it were, but there was nobody there to a sense. It's quite a deep poem, that one, as well as um, that song just there by Beyonce about formation mm. and how we need to really begin to unify. And I think that we're doing that right now. Would you say that, Lily? Um, yes and no. Mm. I think we are unifying in some things, but I think that we are also expecting too much. Expecting too much because why? Because until we deal with our own personal traumas, and when I say personal traumas, I mean traumas within our community first, Mm. Mm. um, then we can start giving out the helping hand. But if we still bitter on the inside... Yeah, you know, it's all about, you know, the internal cleansing. If your inside's good, it's going to show on the outside. You need to make sure the inside is good with our thoughts, feelings and emotions first before we can then go externally and ask for support. I do think that we are making good movements, but I do think there's a long way to go. Okay, at least there's movement, though. That's the main thing. So um, we're, we're speaking today because this question came up last week about traditional values. So the first question at the top of the show is are we losing our traditional values and do we need them anymore? That's one of the first questions that we'll be speaking on, Mm. as well as are black women dehumanised in sports? Because we've seen a lot of that going on um, at the moment as well. Um, Yeah, so are we black women dehumanised in sports? A shout out to Charlie Muir, uh, Mark Philogene, DJ Slim, Um, Great show uh, yesterday, Mark Philogene. And yeah, just shout out to all the DJs on All Flavours Radio doing a fabulous job. I say this every single week because you really are. And loving, loving, loving all of your great photos and loving the new look. Um, All Flavours website looks amazing, doesn't it? It really does. I'm loving the colours. Loving all the colours and the access to hearing all the play features and stuff like that. So really, really good. Uh, so Lily, National Day or the month, we, we're going to kind of um, change up the show slightly. So we're going to have a WhatsApp corner from things that people send in. Okay. We'll have um, our history as opposed to world history or um, black history, because this week we're going to be talking about something 
that's happened recently, a good few years ago, but it's very relevant as well. But um, between August 1st and August the 31st, it's National Road um, Victim Month, and it's actually held annually in August. And this is to remember people that have been killed or injured on our roads. Mm. And I know a lot of cyclists, we see those white bikes around, don't we? You mm-hmm. see the white bikes? No. You've never seen the white bikes? I don't. I, to be fair, I don't really pay attention to cyclists. Well, we should do. No, as in, like, I don't look at what bike they're riding. No, no, the white bikes are actually on the side of the road. You'll find one on the corner of Manor, not Manor House. Do you know what's the next junction up that takes you to either Seven Sisters or um, Stamford Hill? Um, you know that junction there? Yeah, yeah. Next time you're there, look on the side of the road, you'll see a white bike. With no wheel on it. No, it's got wheels on it, but it has flowers and stuff like that. Those bikes are oh. memorials that represent cyclists that have been killed okay. on the roads. But it's not just cyclists, it's people that possibly don't wear seatbelts, mm. people that have been killed in um, car crashes, all that kind of stuff. And it is really um, National Road Victim Month mm. in recognition of all those people that have been killed or injured on our roads. And I mean, today, so it's so strange. I got very, um, I shouted at a woman today. I feel so ashamed. But um, what it was, was we were walking back home, took the girls to the park, walking back home. She, um, she pulled out really fast in front of us mm. and she, she didn't look. Mm. And this is on, by our, the garage, by our garage. Was this a cyclist or a car? Car, this was a oh, car. Wow. And I shouted at her, I said, you weren't looking. And the woman said she was looking and then she stopped. She said, I saw you by the gate. But by the time she saw us by the gate to when she backed out, she, she could have hit kids I had one child on either side of myself mm. and that's that's why I kind of I was a bit shaken up I, yeah I felt really bad because I shouted and the kids were there and it's so out of character mm. but I just I don't know I just probably just reacted it's panic isn't it it's yeah. a reaction yes panic. so and that was just in that was in a quiet mm. road much less on the, the the main road you know so it's this is honoring people that have been lost and injured And it's also a great opportunity to raise awareness to make our roads safer as well. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel like there has been (laughs) an attempt to make the back road safer. Yeah. Um, What, by locking them all off? Yeah, whilst making it very challenging for people to travel around at all. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I also find there's a lot of foolish drivers out there like uh, I think it was Saturday mm. we had the same experience and we had left ha- the house at completely different times yeah and the drivers on the road were just so ridiculous <laughs> that I I cannot understand how people pass their driving test yeah. and do they have a license because that's my next question like where did you get your license mm. Because they're putting themselves at risk over stupid little things. Yeah, little manoeuvres. We had people pulling out. I, I don't know if it was because of the rain. I don't... I Three. We had three incidents almost. And it's not the way that other people drive. It's the way that we drive as mm. well. So we've got to keep be mindful of that because 
other people, you've just got to be looking right down the road to see any yeah. thing that, that could cause us harm, cause yeah. other people harm, people running out in the road, all sorts of things. And yeah, and th- I think this is quite a good um, day or month, really, to recognise National Road Victims Month. is hashtag um, National Road, Victi- road Victims Month. And it says, uh, speaks about road peace, um, hold events during that. So there's a place called Road Peace. They hold events during August in memorial of those that have lost uh, in um, been lost in road crashes. Mm. However, you can also do your bit to raise awareness for safer driving. Hence us really speaking about it today mm. because it, it is a it is a problem, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and it says if you'd like to find out more about Road Peace, you can do so by visiting their their website that must be roadpeace.com because there's not an address here but it's all about raising awareness on how to be safe on roads as well as remember when we went out a little while ago for that long walk to Finsbury Park and um with the little ones mm. teaching them how to be aware yeah of their of surroundings the roads and we, yeah. we used to have trainings for that, like when we were younger at school. I think they do still take them, the the little ones out on the street and um, take them on little walks and little journeys. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know how. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's again down to the parents mm. to make it an aim to teach them, as well as the school. I think we we can rely or a bit too much on schools to to teach our mm. children things but it really always starts from home i feel I like think. i feel like that's because though they're with the school 30 36 hours out of the week mm. so yeah. you just some parents just think well they spend more time at school than they do with me mm-hmm. so they do expect a bit more to come from the school but it's, you're right it should come from home um Parents need to teach them their children these things from young. And it's simple things, like you said, you're going on a walk up the lane, just teach teach your children, look left, look right. Is yeah. there a car coming? Can you see the green man? You know, mm. simple things that you might not think is that big, but to a child, that's a that's a big thing, learning how to walk on the road. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. not driving everywhere like mm. I do. That's what <laughs> little one said that today. That, um, uh, Nana says that I um, that I don't like walking because we drive everywhere. Who so said says, that? Um, Jayla. Yeah. So I says, well, you're going to enjoy walking. walking. And little um, Janae, she walked all the way back from Springfield home today. Wow. And we got right to the end there. She's like, my legs are hurting. Oh. So just a little, <laughs> little bit longer. I want to get in the buggy. Just a little bit longer. So we've done a lot of walking. Oh. And had a beautiful, it's such a beautiful day today, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was lovely. I was shocked. Yeah. I was see, like, oh, my house is warm. Does that mean it's hot outside? We have to make the most of it. Yeah. Because if we don't, we, we lose mm. it, right? So our f- next thing is uh, our history. And we know that last week was the anniversary of Mark Duggan. Mark oh. Duggan's passing yeah, on the Friday. 4th of the fourth of um Wednesday, yeah, yeah, August. Fourth of August. And what brought it to mind was that I saw the flowers at the top because mm. it was quite close to where we live, where he was gunned down. And the there's a paper here, this article written by Anita Marithi, that Mark Duggan should have been UK's George Floyd 
why didn't people let him be? Following the 10th anniversary of Mark Duggan's killing, the parallels between inequalities in 2011 and 2021 are poignant. I don't understand that. He should have been the UK's George Floyd. Yeah, that we should have um, should have really... Well, there were riots. Though, I was going to say, like, <laughs> the same thing happened. There was riots. People were very vocal about the whole situation. But were the police, were they taken into... Like um, George Floyd's, the, the police officer that gunned him down... No, because the the difference between that and George Floyd was the policeman was caught on camera. You couldn't you couldn't deny what happened to George Floyd. But then did you know that there's a video circulating? I've seen it a while ago um, showing that someone had a video footage. They had video footage of what the 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 police but they couldn't use it in court because they said it wasn't clear enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't have evidence. But there, there was undeniable evidence for George Floyd. The mm-hmm. man's face was clear as day. You saw his knee on his neck. Mm-hmm. You could not dispute that that man, we'll not call him by name, but that man murdered George Floyd. You mm-hmm. can't say the same thing with Mark Duggan. We all know the police shot him. Mm-hmm. We all know that he wasn't um, armed. We all know that he was cornered and executed. We yeah. know this. But there's no undeniable evidence and visual evidence that can prove that. It's quite sad because the officer known as V53 that shot him. Oh, they won't even yeah, say their name. They won't, no, they won't even say the, the shooter's name. Um, we know that he collapsed. Yeah. And it's, it's quite funny. It says uh, London, um, what followed was one of the biggest rebellions that London has seen in a generation, mm. culminated in five deaths and over 3,000 arrests. I mean, London was literally burning. In it fact, wasn't even UK, just London, though, was it? The UK yeah. was burning. You know, and this because we know and we see the injustice mm. of what, what has gone on at that time. And to think that they won't even name the shooter. Mm. The, this video, I must try and dig it out. A friend of mine um, sent it in for me. And when it, it's a like a documentary showing that he one he couldn't have had the gun which we know that he didn't and the video footage that was sent in from the person you know the the student residences mm-hmm. that it was taken from there and there was at one point it's too far where it's it's quite clear you can see it and what they've done is they've they've mapped out exactly how they've mapped it out how to prove that Mark Duggan that he was an he was innocent, yeah, in the, no, that he didn't have a weapon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that there's there's lots of bad things that have gone on around that whole case. And still today, I'm not too sure if anyone's been brought to justice as regards to that. No one's going that. to be. I don't think we should even... This is painful, but I don't think there's any... We know no one is going to be brought to justice. There's no... The the family are going to continue to mourn this loss. His children are going to grow up without their father. Um, Hopefully there's not a repeat of history when it comes to his children. Um, But we have to accept that they are not going to be brought to justice. Mm -hmm. Whatever evidence anyone thinks that they can share around, yeah, that's great, but unless you were standing right next to the police officers at Mm. the time, 
which no one was, um, the 53 <laughs> that should be named mm. will get away with it. Mm. So do you think that... It was an execution. It was shot up against the wall. But mm. we know this. The lay person, that's not... Um, forensically educated yeah. can work out the facts and set and state the facts and say it's very obvious what happened mm. but in court that's not going to stand there's not even going to go to court it's not it's not provable from from the point of view that there is undeniable evidence that a jury can sit there and say what you've shown me today Undeniably, I've not got any doubt that this police officer is guilty. Okay. It's quite funny because it says they've just won a three-year transparency battle against Michael Gove's department. It says, can you help us keep fighting um, government secrecy? Because they do cover things up. Mm. And it says that the Independent Police Complaints Commission admitted to giving misleading information to journalists about an exchange of shots between Duggan and police. Mm. We know that that wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. It says the jury would later hear that Duggan's fingerprints or DNA were not even found on the gun. Mm. Yeah, so everything's, it's even in that instance, someone has to be held accountable. And that story has changed over time because initially it was, oh, there was a gun in the taxi. Mm. Then they said, no, he threw the gun over the wall. Mm. And then they're saying, oh, no, he was holding it. That's why he, they sh- um, he sh- whoever shot him shot him. Mm. That's changed however many times up until this point when you know the first piece of information that was given Mm. once you know that was thrown out then you know that they're lying but until someone has sense Mm. and says do you know what this is what needs to be done yeah um they're just going to be allowed to get away with what they they're getting away with Funny thing is, it says none of the officers at the scenes even saw him throw the gun, yet they found one on the grass. Mm. So it's just like, like you said, an execution. And they're still fighting for justice Mm. as regards to that. And we, in some ways as well, are still recovering from all of the, the, the rioting all of that stuff as well, right? We are. And I think um, it says there that smartphones and live streaming has been a game changer. Mm. I don't know if I agree with that statement because I've seen a couple videos recently where the police have been out of order for how they've treated... I think one of the, the videos I saw, the young boy was 12. Right. And the way they, they handcuffed this 12-year-old... I didn't even know you was allowed to handcuff 12-year-olds. They handcuffed this 12-year-old and were flinging him around like an animal mm. nothing's going to get done to them UK yeah yeah because that even was... that young autistic boy that they were restraining um in the classroom you're not allowed to restrain unless the parent has and the parent's the one that's recording it unless the parent has said I give you permission to restrain my child mm. you are not allowed to put your hand on that child but nothing will happen for that to those people and this is the trouble, it says here, there's white bias and black deaths. So the killing of Mark Duggan was only part of the bigger picture. There's a much bigger picture to what happened to him. Mm. While it appeared that the aftermath of his um, death represented a time when society was starting to sit up and pay attention, it was a, as far as, a, it was almost like an isolated case when we know that this isn't the case because there are a lot of black people dying in police custody. 
of which we do not hear of. I think we spoke of one a while ago as well, but this is a regular occurrence, you know? So he's just one person on a long list of black people who've died and sustained um, injuries um, with the police, British police officers. So, you know, it does spark protest, but no one's been held accountable for this. Mm. And this is why I just thought I would highlight this as part of our history, because it's something that I think we'll, we will speak about now and in the future. And hopefully there will be some form of repercussion for someone, V53, or... Uh, thankfully, in the States, as regards to George Floyd, something was done. But we can see that nothing has changed in that regard either, as opposed to here's the same thing. There's no way they could have got away with not doing anything to that police officer who's mm. caught on camera. Yeah. Who's caught yeah. on camera. If he had just been suspended, that would have triggered more things that were happening out there. They're, it's all a... Um, it works in their favour. It's mm. not something that's not going to work in their favour. He's not getting roughed up in prison because he's been put in isolation and is away for... A, well, at one point, he was away from general population mm. and the black guards weren't even allowed to work on his floor. Yeah. So even though justice was served in the sense that he got... Well, he got 22 years. He didn't even get life sentence. But he's behind bars... He's still getting favourable treatment. Yeah. So, you know, they, they give as 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 much and then they take back a little bit just to give you a bit more of a slap. You will give you what you want, but we won't give you what yeah. you want. If I get, if you get so what I there, mean. there, there is a, a line that's crossed, isn't there? Yeah. In the sense of we still aren't, our voices still aren't being heard regardless no. of all the marching and all that stuff that's going on. But we have to persist and keep on mm. working in line to see a change, mm. isn't it? Yeah. All right, so what are your thoughts out there, um, um, listeners? How do you feel about, obviously it's the anniversary last week, on Wednesday the 4th of Mark Duggan um, dying, uh, or being um, executed, should we say, by the police? And that's right, Joy McKay, it is um, 10 years old, Lily, in which uh, a youngster can be arrested by the police. So that's Arrested, but handcuffed? Yep, yeah, handcuffed, arrested. It's not the same thing? No. You can be arrested without being handcuffed? Well, they, they like to, to throw handcuffs on people. So being arrested, yeah, I guess they can use, um, what's it, force? What's it called? There's a, a brute force. Yeah, they can use that in order to get the job done, I guess, and it's part and parcel. So, sadly, from the age of 10, that's right, Joy, that these youngsters can be arrested. So, we'll see y'all in five. So true, isn't it, Lily? After winter must come spring. Yep. True words, everything is everything, as our. Lauren Hill says there, everything is everything. Everything is relative, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the sounds of Lauren Hill there. Everything is everything. And then it was also India Ivory with black skin. How are you doing out there, world? Um, hoping you're having a, a wonderful evening here with us on All Flavours Radio. Giving a shout out as well to um, DJ Nige, as well as John J.E., um, George Flavors, you can catch 
all the DJs over the weekend, over the week. Please um, feel free to check the schedule and see how see who's playing um, on uh, any given day on allflavorsradio.com. So, Lily, our word of the day. What's the word of the day today? Garnish. Garnish. We all know what garnish means, right? I know what garnish means. It's when you put... I can't hear myself. Um, when you... It's the finishing touch. Yes. Isn't it? You put a piece of garnish on a finished meal. Mm. You put a piece of... Yeah. Something to enhance, I think. It's all to do with decorating and embellishing. Yeah. And embellishing something. So you're right to add um, decorative or savoury touches to food or drink. So it can be drink as well as food. And okay. Oh, yeah, because you put the, um, like the mint leaf in the mojito or whatever, mm, isn't it? Yeah. Mind you, that's to add to the taste as well, in the mojito, mm. the mint. But, yeah, it does look nice as well, doesn't it? Or you put an umbrella. Would you put an umbrella in? Not in a mojito, no, but you put an umbrella in a cocktail. <laughs> isn't, the, isn't the mojito a cocktail? Yeah, but it's not that kind of cocktail. Okay. Yeah. Not a fancy, fancy one. Not fancy, fancy. And it's to equip and accessorise, furnish, or to take something such as a debtor's wage. Oh, oh yeah, I've garnished your wages. Oh, oh yes, yes. yes. Right, the garn- and they call the garnishee, the person oh. that garnishes someone's wages. The garnisher and the, yeah, garnisher and garnishee. Wow, so to garnish your wages. So although we um, now mostly garnish food... The general application of the, of the decorate sense is older. So they used it before um, using it or applying it to garnishing food. It's an old word. And it says, how does the sense relating to debtors' wages fit in? It says the answer lies in the words Anglo-French root garnier, mm. which has various meanings, including to give notice or legal summons and to decorate. Before wages were garnished, the debtor would be served with a legal summons or warning. Uh, the legal sense of garnish now focuses on the taking of wages, but it is rooted in the action of furnishing the warning. So it's more to do with the warning mm. than the actual... Well, it was to do with the warning than the actual taking, but now it's more of the taking. taking. Yeah. yeah, furnishing. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's just to, to beautify, I guess, well, in the sense of food and yeah. drink. But it's an older word, um, Anglo-French from Garnier, meaning to give notice or legal summons. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Why? I don't know, I just thought I'd say that. Have you never heard, have you <laughs> ever, ever heard of someone's wages being garnished? Yeah, I have. In, they do it a lot in uh, America for um, child support. But then technically, don't they do that here for child support? I have no idea. Because if you, if you go to the CSA or whatever it is in this country, they take the child support out of the wages. So, yeah, I guess so. They're garnishing, they're, they're garnishing one's wages. <laughs> <laughs> or legal summons. Um, oh, yeah, but it, yeah, well, it's yeah. not even legal summons they're actually taking, as, yeah. we, as we, was noted. So, as we say, get to word, uh, build your vocabulary, get a word of the day in your inbox every day. And it really does build one's vocabulary, doesn't it? It does. So the word of today is garnish. So beautiful people. So it says here, let's just give an example. The mashed potatoes were garnished with chives. We had mashed potato tonight. We had shepherd's pie. 
Did you put garnishing on the top of the shepherd's well, pie? Well, I, I, I did want to garnish it with a bit of cheese. <laughs> but I, thought, I know. You don't garnish it with cheese. <laughs> garnish is the finishing touch. Yeah. Cheese, would, cheese would be not the finishing touch. That would add to it, no? Why not? It adds if to you the flavour. a bit of parmigiano on the top, isn't it? That's a, is that garnish or is it to make it look no, good? No, garnish makes it look good. Okay. That was bad English, makes it looks good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So it says, at times, the Illinois Department of Employment, Security, Anti-Fraud Systems assumed the, employee and the, the employees themselves were the thieves and began asking the state controller to garnish their wages. There we go. That's where it comes from. Um, officials acknowledge Joe Ma here. Bloomington, Illinois. So garnish to really just make things look prettier, I guess. Or to take if your money. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm shouting out DJ Caddy. You can catch Caddy and Ninja Man Lloyd on a Thursday, as well as John J.E. on a Sunday. And um, yeah, so we have an opportunity, um, beautiful people. This is WhatsApp Corner. And what it is, is it's an opportunity for a trustee opportunity at Disability Action Haringey. I think that's at the back of Hornsey, this place, this um, Disability Action. And so they're looking for, um, are you looking for an opportunity um, to give something back to the community or perhaps a new focus in your life? Here at Disability Action Hackney, um, Haringey, sorry, we can help you feel as though you are making a difference to the lives of disabled people. Do you think, Leish? Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were going to finish the sentence. <laughs> By allowing them to achieve their goals and providing them with better life opportunities. It's a good opportunity. What, yeah. what are they going to be doing? Um, they are looking for people who self-identify as having a physical or sensory impairment, long-term health conditions, learning disability or difficulty mental health condition, hidden disability, or neurodivergence. I've heard that a lot of recent times. Mm. Um, to join a board of trustees at the Disability, uh, disability Action Haringey. Mm. Um, I've lost where I was. Oh, wow. So it's a recruitment opportunity as well. They're also looking for members of society with a lived experience of disability to join the Board of Trustees as treasurer at the Disability Action Haringey. Looking for a trustee with financial or accountancy background who has the skills and knowledge and willingness to work towards developing and shaping the organisation to become the voice of disabled people. I think this is really good. Mm. Um, that neurodivergence means just people that think differently. So they just think... But then um, anyone could come under that. Well, yeah, I guess so. But it, um, someone who thinks differently from the way the majority think. Again, that could be anybody. Mm, the majority, how would you say? The majority think. It says it's estimated that roughly one in seven people in the UK are neuro. neuro so one in seven are neurodivergent, meaning their brain functions, learns and processes information differently than others. So previously, many um, employers mistook these divergences as laziness. We now understand that this isn't the case. It's likely you'll have a newer, diverse employer even now, 
or in the future. So it's important you know how to support neurodivergence. So, for example, if you have dyslexic people or autistic people, Mm. they come under neurodivergent. Yeah, or people that are more more at risk of suffering mental illness or poor well-being due to lack of support. So they mask, they might, they, they, they might mask that they're not supported or they might mask that they, they know but they don't know what you're, talk, what you're speaking about. No, it says they mask stress. And the stress of masking. Stress of masking. Oh. So they, they, they get stressed out because they're hiding that they, they possibly don't understand so they're given direct, an instruction and they don't understand oh. it. Oh, okay, but yeah. they'll they'll pretend that they do. And that that cause that's what causes the stress. So they might be someone that has mental mental illness, mm. and they they come off um, from, like it says, it might seem that they're lazy. But oh, this might answer a few of the questions for you, Lily. Mm. So they they act neurotypically in order to avoid negativity and the stress and strain that causes stops neurodiverse and diverse people performing as well as they can so we've got to understand what it is so yeah some people like you said don't think the same don't think like everyone else mm. but this is taking it from a, a, another angle where they they don't process information mm. the way that everyone else proce- processes information right a bit like um we'll use well, autistic is autism is autism, so that's a different. But I feel like that comes of... under that bracket because autistic is not highlighted here. No, neurodiversity, someone that, that that just you know that they, yeah, that they just process information differently. Mm. Yeah, so we're looking at that. Um, that's one of the people that can bo- join the board of trustees and this opportunity here and what it's lovely is that 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 it's it's an opportunity for disabled you know anyone um that fits that that fits these this criteria so it says um anyone that has physical or sensory impairment long-term health conditions learning disabilities difficulty mental health condition hidden disability or neurodivergence we'll put the link inside of the the box inside the chat box so come in and join us in the chat room and we'll be posting quite a few um things in the chat room this evening because i think this is quite a good uh, opportunity and this is for uh trustee opportunities at disability action haringey there's also another one that the recruitment um opportunities as they're looking for members of society with lived experience of disability to join the board of trustees as treasurer at Disability um, Action Haringey, they're looking for a trustee with finance. You've said that, didn't you, Lily? Mm-hmm. So in this instance, please email recruitment at d slash a slash h dot org. We'll put that, put that one in the into chat. the chat box. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a good opportunity. There's quite a lot of things going on at the moment. So I just thought I'd highlight that one. I think that one came from the Bridge Renewal Trust. There's a company called the Bridge Renewal Trust. They're very, very good. They do operate out of Haringey. Um, and there are lots of funding opportunities, lots of job opportunities as well. Um, so check them out as well, the Bridge, Bridge Renewal Trust. So again, if you are starting 
a business startup, or if you need any help when it comes to funding or anything like that, then they're, they're a great place to start. Um, they have a VCN meeting once a month for startup businesses. So you can see what's actually going on within the borough. That's people that live in Harrogate, but I'm sure um, within your own boroughs as well, there must be some organisation like the Bridge Renewal Trust there as well. Okay, so at the top of the show, we asked that question there, are we losing traditional values and do we need them anymore? What are your thoughts on that question, Lily? Yes, we are losing traditional values. Mm. Um, what is tradition? Okay, that's the better question to start with. Mm. What is tradition? Each, each culture will see tradition differently. Mm. Mm. However, I feel like when it comes to gender roles, yeah, traditions generally fall into the same kind of line. Okay. Um, Male, female. Yeah, so traditionally mm. you have a female that cooks, cleans, makes a home. Yeah. And you have a male who will go out and be the breadwinner and that kind of jazz. Okay. But tradition- and then, yeah, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, it says that it's the transmission of customs from generation to generation as, as well. Yeah. So, like, for example, I, th- <laughs> I don't know if this is just really going way too far ahead, but traditionally in the, in the Caribbean household, when it comes to bringing children into the world, mm. traditionally you stayed home for six weeks. Yeah. Whereas I got told I was crazy because one woman at work was doing her shop. She'd left the hospital and went to Tesco. I think that's insane. With the baby. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. What in the car seat? Did she have it in the car seat? I don't what? know. She she left the hospital and she went and done her shopping Tesco. Wow. So our, our oh, not, not on her own though. Yeah, by herself. That is crazy. But that's our, that's traditionally <laughs> and culturally we were just like, No, you must keep the baby inside. But is that traditional <laughs> cultural to, to is it right to go because now they, they let you out in a matter of hours now, don't they? Yeah. To go shopping with your baby. But then, so Granny the other day was having a go because the baby was out on the balcony and it wasn't cold. It was a bit, it wasn't hot, but it was like that warm between, cold kind yeah. of thing. And um, she was like, no, you must, the baby's like five months old. You must bring her inside. It's cold. It's cold outside. And then I thought, okay, that is definitely our culture because... In places like the Netherlands and um, Eastern European countries, they used to leave the buggies outside in the cold. But then I guess that's the country. So they, like you said, they adjust to so the climate. Yeah, yeah. But if, if their babies were sick, that's what they do. They'd put them in the, in the Moses basket mm. and put the Moses basket outside. Wow. See, traditions, beautiful people... It says that a tradition as well is a doctrine believed to have divine authority through, though not though, though it's not in the scriptures as well. Mm. So it, tradition would be a number of things, like you said there, isn't it? Like, yeah. Well, if it's, if it's divine authority, mm. then that is talking about the male-female relationship. Yeah, yeah. And 
yeah, that's having maybe a belief in something. Yeah. Yeah. And we know beliefs are passed down um, via tradition. So this, this fellow here, his name is Frank Sonnenberg. He says there's seven reasons why traditions are important. Because when we hear the word holiday, I guess, um, what do we call them? Do we call them holidays? Celebrations, different celebrations. Like, well, like bank holiday. No, like Easter or Christmas. Not that we celebrate those things, but yeah. some people do. And it's tradition that the whole family get together. Yeah. It's tradition that yeah. they put up a Christmas tree, for instance, mm. when it was banned years and years ago. Yeah, so these are traditions that are passed down. Okay, yeah. it says what comes to your mind when you think of the holidays, because if you like most people, shopping parties, sales and um, the catalogue rank, rank near the top of the list. So the truth is many holidays are becoming so commercialised that our proud traditions are in danger of becoming trivialised. Mm. Many of us can't even remember the true meaning of the holidays. Memorial Day has, well, do we, we don't celebrate Memorial Day, do we, Lily? No. So this is... A... But I, I get that because if you think of um, Christmas, for example, so mm. we don't celebrate Christmas, but if you think of Christmas, the whole meaning behind Christmas is supposedly to do with the, the birth of Christ. Yeah. And it's a day, traditionally, you get together with the family, you watch songs of praise, that's what English people do, they watch songs of praise and they eat their Christmas dinner. Yeah. That's the tradition. Yeah, that's been going on for however, 100 years, let's say. But now, like that says, it's become more commercial, whereby yeah. you're getting adverts in June saying, oh, have you started saving for Christmas? Mm. And talking about all the presents and, and all of that kind of stuff, it's all become more about gift giving and what gifts are, my gift is going to be better than your gift and it's got to be bigger than the last year. and all of that yeah, stuff yeah that is not what the tradition mm. is about yeah even to the point that they've actually changed the name mm. from christmas christmas to, to xmas yeah yes very very true so yeah that it, it it has become much more commercialized when it comes to holidays but what about traditions as in i can't remember what it was that um De Carlo and i were speaking on but this was where the question came up about our traditions. Oh, yeah, I think it was about marriage. Mm. And traditionally, that was a traditional thing that people did, was nowadays, I guess, a lot of people would more cohabit as opposed to marry. I don't know if I believe that, because I no. think that many people were cohabiting back in the day as well. No. I think more traditionally, people got married in the, the 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s. The 60s came along and it was a free age yeah you know um love peace and all that kind of jazz <laughs> smoke weed yeah so that kind of happened and i think they were more cohabiting then than mm. getting married and then i think the whole marriage cycle again started maybe De Beers, but that's about 80s, 100, 100 years ago De Beers, wasn't it with given the engagement ring that was no, but I'm saying traditionally it restarted again after the 60s, 70s, in maybe the late 80s, 90s, 2000s. What are your thoughts out there, beautiful people? When um, did tradition, when it comes to, say, we're, we're using the example of marriage, um, Lily's saying that 20s, 30s, 40s, yes, people, 50s, 
people married and then the free age came. Mm. Did it change or did it remain the same? Even the marriage proposal has changed. We'll talk about that after the break. We'll see y'all in five. Sounds of Bobby Womack there across 110th Street. You can find it all. Pushes won't let the drugs go, druggies go free and all that kind of stuff. I tell you, back in the day, <laughs> to, that's what the song's all about. Oh it's about um, trying to get away, trying to break away. And that's what we're talking about now, isn't it? About tradition. Well, not that that's traditional, that's more of a situation. Mm. Um, that track by, there by Bobby Womack. I'm trying to get out of bad situations. But in this case, we're asking, um, um, are we losing traditional values and do we need them anymore? Would you say that we need um, traditional values? We were just speaking about the, the whole couple and marriage thing just now, weren't we? Um, I think that over time, traditions will change. Mm. But I do think that we need traditional values. I feel like I'm very old school in yeah. the sense that I do think traditions are important um, to pass down to the next generation yeah. but I also think that the next generation are very lost I uh, very I agree with you there I think that traditions are important in certain aspects such as it says it's for a sense of comfort and belonging mm. and it brings families together so that you might have family traditions like our family tradition is that we meet together every start end mm. as much as we possibly can right mm. sometimes things come up you've got to go and do other things but to be together as a family is really important yeah so that that's not a holiday it's actually just something that we do as a family mm. Yeah, as well as I think another tradition that really needs to be embraced is a passing down of things such as, you know, if you're not well, the, the rum and lemon yeah. and honey, those kind of all the, remedies. All the elixirs and mixes yeah. and... Um, if, but I, because I said to you um, on Sunday or whatever day it was uh, this weekend where I said, oh, I wonder what song I'm going to have as our... This is our clean and wake up song. Right. Because I remember when we were younger, and I'm sure when you were younger, you remember, there was a certain mu- type of music that it was played mm. and you just knew today's a cleaning day. Yeah. I knew if you put on Anita Baker, Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey, we were cleaning today. Yeah. yeah. That was... And then now I'm in my own household, I'm like, hmm, what songs am I going to wake them up to to know that we're cleaning today you know what I mean so I think in that instance it's nice to have those traditions and I find it funny and relatable when I see other people post things that are like oh when you wake up to this or you know you're Jamaican if this has happened like Mm. those things mean something yeah it's funny because I can't remember who it was was it Mark Philogene it might have been DJ Laro on Sunday that asked about dumplings which um which island cooks the best dumplings? Yeah, but we're we're from Jamaica, so I guess the festival and dumplings and we cook really big, huge ones. Yeah. But I do like the Johnny cakes, which are kind of like a dumpling. Um, but mm. that was my sister in law that taught us. Um, um, uh, um <laughs> their name go out my head like that. That's what she's from Bahamas, and they're from no, Dominica. 
They're from Dominica. But she's not. She's from BVI. Oh, so British Virgin Islands. What are yeah. we talking about? Um, I can't remember my sister-in-law's name. This is so embarrassing. Sorry, beautiful the people. Uh, so the Johnny Cake. So one of the DJs asked that question. So mm. traditionally, do we make dumplings differently? But we, yeah, we do. Right. We would... Every island's going to do their own thing, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, it was um, Jamaican Independence Day actually on Friday. Um, celebrated. My sister had something on the start end. Sorry, Sam, wasn't able to, to get to you. Um, but um, yeah, so we'd something like that so Jamaican independence I'm mm. sure there's a St Lucian independence mm. or Dominican independence mm. day are they independent from the was it the commonwealth right yeah. so they all celebrate their days in different ways traditionally we have a dress code mm. uh, a West Indian dress code mm. so these are all kinds of forms of tra- tradition Auntie Joyce Auntie Joyce thanks Lily hi Joyce if you're listening please forgive us or should I say forgive me <laughs> <laughs> forgetting that's a question for you then what's that do you know our traditional outfit because someone tried mm. someone tried to come at me online recently yeah. telling me that i didn't know the difference between plaid and tartan okay um because i was saying that the dominican and the jamaican traditional wear is very similar mm. Mm. I know that it's a white linen. I'm sure it's white linen with a... There's a strip of colour. Because as you go into um, Jamaica, they, they they sing as you're coming in and they wear the tr- traditional outfit. Mm. It, and I, I think that in a lot of um, the Caribbean countries, they're kind of similar, but it's they do have their similar. different... They do have their different kind of... Mm. The, the actual colours. The colours are different. That they wear. What is yours? Give us a call. 07895 That's 07895 But, Lily, we were talking traditionally on marriage, the, the changes throughout the, throughout the timeline. Mm-hmm. To, down to the 80s, you said it was re reinvigorated more people got married Mm. but now in these days is that tradition dying I think that was something that you know I don't think it is I think contrary to what people think I do think people stay in relationships pre-marriage for much longer so Mm. instead of being together for six months or a year and getting married then they are together for four or five years before they get married Mm. Um, but I do think that a lot of people of my generation, I'm going to say the 80s and 90s babies, are getting married. Mm. Um, are they getting married for the experience? I don't know, based on the conversation, the show that was last week. Um, but I'd like to think they are getting married because that's what they want in their life. That's the tradition that they want to follow yeah. for their family unit. Okay. Um but this is where I think tradition gets lost in the sense that the the proposal and the pre-marriage stuff mm. and the day itself have kind of been lost. Commercialised, like it said with the holidays, it's all been commercialised. It's not even, it's like this whole, we had this conversation on the show before about women proposing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No! Why, Traditionally, though? that's not what happened. Do you think the men in the 20s would have 
expected their woman to get down in her little pinny four skirt and kneel on one knee and ask the man to marry him. No, she wouldn't. Traditionally, but this is but we're talking about tradition. Yeah, that's a tradition. That personally, (laughs) I feel it is the male that does that. Mm. However, like you said, times are changing. People do things differently, but. Yeah, I do think that when it comes to traditions, that that tradition is changing. The proposal itself has just mm. become very... Very different. Yeah. And tradition, it says there as well, it also reinforces values such as freedom, faith, integrity, a good education, personal responsibility, strong work ethic, and the value of being selfless. I think we're very selfish in this, this oh, society yeah. these days. Yeah. So, because tradition is lost, we we uh, as opposed to thinking of others, more people tend to think of themselves. Yeah, I blame Gen Zs for this as well because there's this attitude that mm. I do for you if you do for me. Mm. Oh, why should I? If you're not giving me what I need, then why should I get that kind of? It's it's like you said it's a very selfish attitude. Mm. Um, the thing is, though, can I just stop you there? Because sometimes people are givers. When you're a giver, mm. people tend to take advantage of that. This so is true. Where, where do you draw the line in that instance then? Gen Z's are like, well, if you give to me, I'll give to you. Mm. I mean, it's, it's to a degree that it's right. To a degree, yeah. But, but when absolutely you know, everything you're doing in life and the whole mantra of your existence mm. is... I will not give you one piece of energy unless you give me a piece of energy. If both people are saying the same thing, then no one's giving energy. Yeah, that's true. Do you understand what I mean? Like but then there's an exchange there has when to it be comes give both and ways. Take. Yeah, both ways, yeah. But there's not yeah. going to be a give and take if both people have that same negative attitude. Mm. Mm. So where where do you then say, you know, like... We say chivalry is dead mm. because... Men don't open doors for us and stuff that like was that. A tradition. Now. Was that traditional? That was a tradition. Mm. Um, but that's because women that said did... they want to do it all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my <laughs> right. We said no. We can do that ourselves. We don't need a man. We're independent. We're de- yes, we are independent. Yes, we are strong. But when does when do we when do we draw the line or or, or step over that point where we say? Actually, I do need a bit of help. I do need mm. a bit of support and I want the help and support because I think that's what was lost. It's not the need. Okay, you don't have to need, mm. but you can want it. Yeah. And I think that's why men, maybe, not all men, because this is generalising again, yeah. isn't it? Um, that some still do open doors or carry bags, you know, and they chival- chivalry isn't dead to that, to that fact. But... It's it's like again, society today. Mm. A lot of women are self sufficient, and they can good. do for themselves. Like you know, Beyonce saying, "Are all the women independent?" Well, you know, please. In that sense, so the tradition of a man being the breadwinner as well. Yeah. Because if both um, parties are working, mm. both parties are, are breadwinners. Mm. Why can't a woman propose? I should have had a cricket sound in the back, isn't it? <laughs> but 
But you know. to that point, if to be fair, up until that point, there mm. shouldn't, there isn't a breadwinner because the breadwinner becomes a breadwinner when your husband and wife. What do you understand mean? what I mean? The breadwinner role, yeah, a man taking care of his of his family and providing, um, being the breadwinner of the household that has, that came. That position starts to get played when you are a unit. Are you a unit before you get married, before the proposal? Because mm. you're not you're not both breadwinners if you're just dating. Well, I, I probably was speaking in a well, yeah. If you're cohabiting, okay, fine. You, you if you're which li- most people do these days, yeah. that's broken another tradition. And you've li- you're living together for however many years, and you're both bringing something to to. You know, most of the time now, you're going to have to have a dual income household anyway. Mm. But I still feel, I still feel like some things are sacred. Like, I don't know. John Ken says, who, um, DJ, DJ JKB, um, KJB, sorry, I'm getting all my tongue tied. I've got to put my teeth in. And values are so important because it is what is passed down. Otherwise, families can dilute it through the changes mm. And influences of the world. Mm. Very, very true. Values are important. And I guess, does value come with tradition then? Yeah. Is that what it is? Because we teach our, we teach our children certain values in life. We say mm. to our, our sons, for example, this is how you're supposed to treat your woman and this is how you treat your wife. Mm. Um, as well as how you need to look after yourself because I think that's very important I think that we spend so much time teaching our sons how to treat a woman but not actually showing Showing them them how to treat a woman take care of yourself first and then you will be able to take care of your your woman and then we teach our daughters this is the kind of man you look for that's tradition that's what you're saying that's a tradition you're saying but then we're also saying in the next breath women are independent and you're a strong black woman and all of this kind of stuff, that's confusing. Yeah. But so what is what are the, what is the message you're trying to give to I guess the tradition is though, most young women will go for someone that's like their father. Yeah. Sadly. So not sadly, because you might have a good father mm. and that's someone that you'd like to go for. You might have a father that's not so good. Mm. And maybe the young person that's that's what they've seen, so that's what they may feel they expect. But again I guess in this day and age who knows who knows it's but like um um, kenny says there it is the influences and if we obviously change in tradition in some in some cases i I think it's all right to change things Mm. because it might not be the ideal or the belief that you have Mm. so you might want to change in that in that um instance Mm. where some traditions are okay to keep your thoughts yeah I don't know I just I think that yeah I agree some some traditions are good to keep some traditions are good to change Mm. moving with the times I think there's a lot of traditional values that are going to just go out the window personally that's what I think yeah um even things as simple as us raising our children as male and female is going to go out the window soon because of the way the world is moving. Mm. Um, that's seen as now that's traditional, how you're raising your children in that kind of instance. Um, 
But I do think that traditions are important. I do think that there are certain values and you get lost. Like when you do genealogy, for example, Mm -hmm. what were your grandparents, your great grandparents and your great great grandparents um, thoughts and feelings and what traditions did they pass down that you now use today? If everyone just forgets about those values, then Mm. you kind of forgetting about your lineage and your heritage. True. True. He says there that it serves as an avenue for creating lasting memories. Mm. So, like you said, um, the song in the morning, or the way we make dumplings, or the way that we do things, it's it's traditionally, it's the right way to do it. Mm. Whereas, again, when it comes to maybe things such as beliefs or, um, you know, things that we we may have been taught that we don't agree with, it's okay to change that and find your find your way about it because mm. you do adopt the traditions of of your generation and yeah. the environment that you're in like we don't have jamaican food every day do you know what i mean mm. like that's traditionally our food is what we have might have on a sunday or whatever you don't have that every day yeah um because then you adopt the more simpler <laughs> foods of where you are but mm. you still have those old school traditions as part of your life yeah yeah, you and know. if they're good, why change them? If they're good exactly. and they bring you happiness, why change them? What are your thoughts out there, listeners? Oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three. That's oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three. So we are coming very close um, to the end of the show, which is it goes so quickly, doesn't it, Lily? Mm. And um, it's Tuesday, the tenth of August. And um, Alicia says so she's officially been on air for 52... Officially my 52nd. <laughs> weeks. Actually, it would be 53, because this is our 54th week, so it would be... Yeah. That's weird. Why is it weird? So there's only 52 weeks in a year. I know. So it's, and it's, it's been a year to the... Well, tomorrow to the day would be a year. What's that? Of the show? It's no, like, last week. No, I mean when I joined. Oh, yes. Yes, my dear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My Get head's not right here. today. It really isn't. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a good ride. It's been a good ride and there's many more to come, which is nice. Yes. And you know, we really just want to shout out again the, the whole team of um All Flavors crew. Um shout out to our sponsors as well. Um because, you know, without and a shout out to all your listeners as well, because without you then, you know, we wouldn't really, we'd be talking to ourselves, wouldn't we, Lily? Without our listeners. Yeah. So we really want, we do appreciate you very, very much. And, um, yeah, thank you for for being with us in that sense as well. So our next question was in regards to the Olympics. Mm. Now, there's been a lot of crazy things going on around the Olympics and I've, the question is, are black women dehumanised in sports? What are your thoughts? Let us know. And we'll see y'all in five. Hey, sounds of Terry Ellis there, angry black woman. And we're speaking or asking the question, are black women dehumanised in sport? And this is obviously to in regard to the recent Olympic Games. 
Now, there was one one woman, I, I don't know her name, I think we're going to mention her a bit further down, that had too much testosterone. <laughs> she was a woman that had too much testosterone. The Nigerian lady. So she couldn't compete in the Olympics. But then there was a transgender man. Woman. It was a transgender woman. So it was a man that became a woman. Yeah, so, sorry. Trans, I'm just calling it her a woman. It's a man that became a woman that was able to compete in the women's weightlifting. What sense does that make to you? There's a real woman that has a bit too much testosterone and that might just be because of her training regime because we do make more... Isn't it estrogen? Yeah, when you work out, you have when you, you build up Right, you build muscles, you build all this stuff, okay? That's a real woman that can't... Oh, sorry, am I not allowed to... Oh, uh, biologically. Sorry, sorry, she's biologically a woman. Yes. And there's a person that's non-biological. Sounds like wash, washing powder. Non-biological that can compete in a women's yes. competition. Lily, help me, please. It's help not me. fair. That, that, I'm going to just say it's not fair. Initially, I was like, oh, well, you know... When, okay, I I heard about the trans woman before, mm. so the trans female, before I heard about the Nigerian being told she couldn't race. Um, and what made matters worse was the fact that this Nigerian lady was told, you've got too much testosterone because you ran too fast. But it's a race. Yeah. The whole purpose of the race is to run fast, but because she ran too fast, they asked that she was tested and then said, you've got too much testosterone. So, but then the male... And the argument there would be that the trans female yeah. um, would be on hormone replacement. So technically, their testosterone levels will be much More reduced balanced, right. because of the treatment that they're on. However, mm. this lady's biologically biologically a woman, but has been told because of her testosterone levels, for some reason it makes her run faster. How does so that make any to, sense? Do you know what? It makes no sense. Now, there was also the point, but you're going to fill us in, fill us in on this one as well, the Simone Biles and being the greatest gymnast of all time. She really is. She's only 24. Yeah. Saying that she was... So was she allowed to compete? Because could you explain that one for us as well, Lily? So from my understanding, Simone Biles was allowed to compete. However, she wouldn't have been given full marks. So, for example, this is not the correct marking scheme. But if it was out of 100, she'd only be able to get up to 80 to 85 percent. Right. Because the um, tricks and skills and magnificent movements that she has mm. they were scared that others would try and match her level right. and injure themselves my i'm sorry i have to quickly come back to that because first of all mm. if she is outperforming others that's not a her problem <laughs> that's a them problem mm. if they then try to match up to her standard they should understand the limitations yeah. so if you're telling me that because what had happened was there was another gymnast. So Simone Biles does this triple um, triple somersault in the air. Wow. And someone said that she only got award... She only achieved the award that she got 
because she was black. Right. But then a Caucasian athlete, gymnast, attempted the same move and and fell on her head. Right. What's amazing is it's called the Biles. That is the move. It's called the Biles. So, that's not a Simone Biles problem. That's a, that gymnast who needs to know her limits problem. Mm. But because of that, they said that she wasn't going to be able to get full marks. And then she pulled out because she was... Um, something was going wrong with her neurologically. I think she was something that was... Basically, when she spun twice, when she was supposed to spin twice, mm. she only spun once but felt like she had spun twice. And it can be quite dangerous because usually they fall on their head. Yeah. But with her, she landed on her feet, which so is quite fortunate. Um, but she did take some time out for herself and got a really bad backlash about it for... I mean, it's okay for white people to take time out when they need to deal with their mental health, but this young 24-year-old woman who has achieved thousands of Greatness. times better than other people who have done nothing in, you know, greater life. Um, she got a lot of backlash for it, but she did come back. She's worked compete. hard. Did she, did she get only a bronze then? I don't know what she got. I, I didn't see what she got. someone tell us out there um, what um, Simone Biles got? And, um, yeah, because I'm not too sure. I, I didn't get a chance to, to watch the Olympics, so I couldn't... Um, couldn't say but it's, um, it's just the fact that they were refusing to give her full marks mm. because her potential imagine being told that i'm sorry but you're so amazing that you can't get full you marks. can't get full marks like, how does that make sense i'm scared that gymnast a over there is going to try and do what you've done because it's so good and she's going to injure herself so we can't give you full marks but if she no injures herself that's her problem like i know that sounds really going back to that selfish thought i guess but that's isn't that the whole point of the olympics is to be the best yes gold standard so we have testosterone oh my god we have the biles the the move we also have a hair cap ban oh yes so swimming the international um, swimming federation banned hair caps that are used by black women and because they're suited for natural hair or braids in competitions um, of course, according to Huffington Post, um, black women have spoken out extensively on the discrimination they face in workplace and schools for their hairstyles. And in many cases, black children have been sent home from school um, further punished for the hairstyles, while adults are denied jobs, um, job opportunities due to racist anti-black standards of professionalism. So this Swimming Federation... Lily. Can I make a point about that? Because that actually happened at my workplace and mm. it was about educating. So I had an apprentice a couple of years ago mm. who turned up um, to their... I think it was their induction and she had these really pretty braids but they were purple, like a lilac purple, mm. a light blue and a dark purple. And um, one of the managers said, you're going to have to take that out because it's not professional. And we had to basically say to her, you can't say that. Mm. Like, she's high management, fair enough, but you can't tell her she got to take her hair out because that is discriminating against her as a person, which makes me wonder where these Rules. people get off by dictating what type of hair cap swimmers can yeah, wear. it's a swimming cap, isn't it? 
because it says the International Swimming Federation's refusal, refusal to allow swimming caps that support natural hairstyles is the latest example of how black women are excluded from and punished in the workplace. And it's exactly the same as a normal swimming cap. The only difference is, you know, like your hair bonnet might have the little deeper... When you put your, your, your locks in, you've got that deeper yeah. um, cap bit. Instead of it being flat, because we don't have flat here, they've mm. got that little bit of give. Yeah. It's the same material. It's The purpose is the same. It's just our hair... And most of the time our head doesn't fit in the normal swimming cap. Too small. I've tried to put on one of them swimming caps. It's just, one, it just gives you a a really almighty headache. Mm. It's just so small. It's just the message is that black women must conform their hair to fit the accepted swim caps available. Or not compete. It's, it's, It's wrong. So we've got the testosterone, swim caps, the biles. Am I wrong? Too good. Yeah, what you wrong? I'm, I'm being devil's advocate here. Mm. Am I wrong in saying then, can we not just... You know how the runners, most of them have weave? Like, um, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. The Jamaican runner. Well, all of them. They mm. all had weave. Can we not say then, okay, if it doesn't... Fi- I'm really being devil's advocate here because I think this is disgusting. But can they not just get a sewing and put that under a, a cap? Because then technically... Because it probably still won't fit, Leash. It's still going to be too... Because it's bulky, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite bulky, so it's, it's you know, it's defeating the purpose, really. Darnell says that um, she got a bronze and another team medal. Thank you, Darnell. A bronze. Hmm. Bronze and another team medal. I thought so. I know that um, Mum said um, that. Mum also says on the, the case of um, tradition, the best tradition has gone out of the window, male and female, no matter how much we have internally... Uh, me, woman, him, man. Mm. Mm. You know, so we were talking on traditions, but next thing is the drug rules. So it says, um, Shah Carrie Richardson was suspended after testing positive for marijuana. And that was reported in the New York Times. It's a dis- decision that drawn some of the most media attention because Richardson was seen as a gold medal favourite. So July the 6th, the US track and field left her name off of its Olympics roster, which seems to indicate that she she won't compete. Did she compete? Um, Shah Carrie Richardson? I don't for smoking marijuana? She can't, no, I actually think she, she ran and she won. Yeah? Let me just check. I'm sure she ran. Okay. So are you not allowed to smoke marijuana? I mean, it's of not the wisest not. thing to do, is it, really? But it might have been for medical use. No, we don't mom, know the reason why she, smoked, why she smoked marijuana. Come on now. <laughs> she ain't smoking weed for no medical use. You never know, really. know. You can't. You, we can't make that assumption. We don't know their yeah. personal um, situations. So we can't make that assumption. Mm. So drug rules. Oh, she didn't compete. So she, okay. So it says, well, um, marijuana is widely legal and widely used um, by people of all races and backgrounds today. That wasn't always the case. And while plenty of legal weed businesses are helmed by white people, prisons across the country are filled with black and brown drug offenders. Can I add something to that? Yes. Um, She was not able to run. However, the whole of the Russian team tested positive for steroids and they all competed under a completely different name. They registered 
for the Olympics under, I think it was the community or something. The name that they registered under wasn't Russia. It was something, something of Russia and they were allowed to compete. Yeah, but they was on steroids or they were using steroids. So how can it be? See, this is the point. But when they come back, they've entered this Olympics under a different name mm. so instead of them coming as russia they're they're like the federation of russia or whatever it is i can't remember what the term surely they'd is. still have to be tested but the whole team was disqualified from the last olympics and they were <laughs> able to come back with the steroid i don't know if they're still under steroids or whatever but they were they were competing so th- uh, is it because could it be because going back to, to simone is it simone biles mm. The, the magnificence yeah. of us. Because they know that we're going to be taking home all the medals. Mm. Not to be funny, but... All we three. Did anyway. <laughs> we, took, we took the medals. Any, all three of the Jamaicans, first, second and third. Wow. Great Britain, four black girls running, gold medal. The, the GB um, males team, I think they came second, but it was... It was a millisecond, second, 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 second. Mm. Like, against who? Against Italy came first. And I literally think it was whose foot touched the floor first because it was that close. Wow. Um, but four very strong, gorgeous young black men. Mm. Look at that. You, you. It was a Kenyan that took home another gold. Like, we were still dominating or have still been dominating the Olympics, what, you think because you got rid of two, three of us, that is going to make a difference, no? What I love about um, Simone Ball, she's still competed. Mm. And it it wasn't, I don't think it was demoralising that she got the bronze. Yeah, but she knew she was, she she knows that she's the best, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's wrong not to be rewarded for your hard work. Well, we've played that role for or, very long. So. Or to be to be stigmatised or left out mm. because you're here, we have thicker hair, we need a thicker swimming cap, so we, we're designing things for ourselves, yet yeah, it's not good enough. Do you know what they need to do? Mm-mm. Put one of those white girls that has thick hair in one of them caps and they'll re-legalise it. Maybe. So maybe that's what, um, there was a woman, I think she was on the basketball team, she won an award mm. and she did, she did give an accolade to her female black basketballers mm. and said, if it wasn't for you, I won't be standing here. We need more sports, people in sports to be doing that. You need to just grab the allies. Like I've, I've, as much as, because we said this on the show before, mm. as much as, you know, it's, they dehumanise us, they try and put us down, they try and mentally break us at every single point. Mm. For one, you can see here, you can try and break us, but we will always, we will always outperform. Doesn't matter how much you try and put us down, Mm. we'll still show out. But we also have to realise we need to grab the allies because there's, this, we said about the racism that the footballers were shown. It was the minority that were making those disgusting comments, mm. but because they were negative, that's all that we was able to see. And the positive um, that that was also said was 
overshadowed by this negativity. So you have to understand there are those ones out there that are supporting and will work with us, but we have to accept that help. Yeah, absolutely. As well. If if that's what's going to... Well, we are pressing forward anyway. Mm, Always. But just for... Like you said, the swing cap, that would be a really good... Yeah, good put one idea. of the white girls in it. Yeah. Watch how quick they'll say, oh, it's, yes, fine. it's okay, you can have it now. What would they call <laughs> it? Like box braids. It's a bit like that one, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> look how they changed up the name of box braids. Because Kardashian had box braids. It weren't there box braids, you had plaits. <laughs> All right, Lily, what does the TEDx rule have to say, please? You know, you just triggered me there, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to trigger you, babe. Man. Don't get me turret, you know. <laughs> And in the meantime, um, the Dutch men got silver with Simone. Okay, um, Joy McKay. So what what does that mean? Did she... she... The Dutch team's all black. Yeah, that's what um, Joy says. She did it for herself, not for the medal. Yes, and this this is it. Regardless of how much they try and break us, we've still got to stand up and take our place because Mm. at the end of the day, we have a place. We're there. We're we're there Mm. dominating continually. And don't ever feel ashamed. That's what I'm saying. Regardless of whether she got the bronze or not, mm. she was there. She, she competed. It. And they've told her the reason why she got the bronze. She knows she's the best. <laughs> so, hey, you know, whoever, who, who got the gold then? Who got, could someone tell us who got the gold, please? Lily, um, TEDx rule, time. Um, what, I don't know what number we're on. I'm lost. What did you read last week? Um, I think it might be... 30 maybe what no way yeah i think it's 30 i can't remember what i read so just go to 30 oh yeah it is yeah ah so we're still going through the 10x rule with we've almost almost finished we've only got two left of these ones so lily what's it saying to us it says be uncomfortable those who succeed Those who succeed were at one point or another in their lives willing to put themselves in a situation that was uncomfortable, whereas the unsuccessful seek comfort from all of their decisions. The most important thing I have done in my life were not the things I was comfortable doing. In fact, many of the things, many of them made me very uneasy. Whether it was moving to a new city, cold calling a client, meeting new people, doing a new presentation or venturing into this, into new sectors, most of it was uncomfortable for me until I got used to doing it. It is so tempting to, to become content with your surroundings, daily rituals and habits, most of which are probably not furthering your mission. It feels good when things are familiar. However, successful people are willing to put themselves in new and unfamiliar situations. That doesn't mean that they are always changing just for the sake of changing. However, they know that getting too comfortable, too relaxed and too familiar causes a person to become soft and loose, soft and lose his or her creativity and hunger to stay out front. So be willing to be uncomfortable and do what makes other people uncomfortable as well. Mm. It is a sure sign that you're on your way to success. Fabulous. And Simone? Made all of them feel uncomfortable. Yes. Um, Joy says it was a 16-year-old Chinese girl that got the gold. Oh, good girl. So these are ones that are coming up and we big you up. We give you all a shout out. It's the... Is it the... The, the other Olympics, the, oh, 
everything's going up my head today. Paralympics. Paralympics that will be coming up next. So um, maybe I'll get to see that. But what, what channels are, are they on? It's been on BBC. On? I've been watching at work. Okay. Oh, naughty. <laughs> shh, shh. But okay. yeah, it's been on BBC. It's actually been quite good. I have enjoyed it. I yeah. have enjoyed it. And the um, girls actually like Jada likes the gymnastics and Janae likes the swimming. Oh. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah. you know, beautiful people, whatever we put our minds to, and especially when we work as a community, when we work as a team, dream teams, that's that's how dreams are made. Because we're working together to make it happen. And that is what it's all about. When there is teamwork and collaboration, wonderful things can be achieved. Mm -hmm. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in. We have come to the end of the evening um, here on allflavorsradio.com. We give a shout out to all of the DJs. Um, After us is DJ Laro from 8 till 10 tonight. And also you can catch um, Charlie Muir from 7 till 9 tomorrow, as well as Darnell, the therapist. Please check the um, schedule. Um, Yeah, just giving a high five and shout out to all of the DJs. You can catch catch them on any given evening. Uh, Thursday is Ninja Man Lloyd, DJ Slim and uh, DJ Caddy, as well as, again, DJ Laro on Friday Nigel and George on Saturday and all of the DJs on a Sunday. So I guess, Lily, all we have left to say right now, Eos, Eos, we will see See y'all on on the the other other side. side. Have a good evening.